peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good There is no lack of self-confidence today amongst people. But I honestly think that some of this self-confidence is actually pride slash arrogance slash narcissism wrapped up, dressed up, seasoned, and sold back to us as self-confidence. And all of those things are definitely not good. I've addressed this before, but I kind of want to address this from a, a three-pronged approach showing different things in the Bible or different instances in the Bible where this issue is addressed. So, y'all know how I do. We're going to go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2. Let's get into this. 1 Samuel chapter 2, we're going to go verse 1 down to verse 10. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted. In the Lord my mouth is enlarged over mine enemies. Because I rejoice in thy salvation, there is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so exceeding proud, proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed the bows of the mighty men are broken and they that stumbled are girded with strength they that were full have hired out themselves uh, for bread and they that were hungry ceased so that the barren hath borne seven and she that hath many children is waxed feeble the lord killeth and maketh alive he bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor uh, out of the dust and lifteth, and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill. So set them among princes, uh, to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. 
The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. So the word arrogance uh, was brought up in verse 3. And really, I kind of wanted to deal with narcissism and narcissism and arrogancy are synonymous. And I'm going to read the definition. So arrogant, assuming, making or having the disposition to make exorbitant claims of rank or estimation, given oneself an undue degree of importance, haughty, conceited. Narcissist means an extremely self-censored person who has exaggerated, who has an exaggerated sense of self-importance. And there's many things that come along with narcissism. I'm pretty sure most people at some point in their life has dealt with a narcissist. And uh, with, with someone who's narcissistic, and I think there's many who have trouble with this um continually and some from time to time deal with this i myself has have dealt with this from time to time and had to step back like whoa what's going on like who in the world do i think i am but the one thing that you see and you notice about narcissists narcissists seldom accept responsibility for their own actions and this is, this is a well-known thing. If you've ever dealt with a narcissist, a narcissist can do you wrong and have you convinced that you're the problem when they're the one who did you wrong. That is a very self-absorbed, self-centered way of viewing things. And because of that, narcissists have a huge problem with repentance because it can never be them. They can, well, they can never be the one that's wrong. No, not them, not them at all. I want to read something from the book of Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to go verse three to verse 10. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorteth on exhortation he that giveth let him do it with simplicity he that ruleth with diligence he that showeth mercy with uh, with cheerfulness let love be without dissimulation abhor that which is evil cleave to that which is good be kindly affection one to uh one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another 
That word preferring means regarding above others, advancing to higher station, offering, presenting within within the the body of Christ, within the uh, assembly of believers, there is no place for narcissism and arrogance. Everyone has their thing. Everyone plays their position. God uses everyone for a specific person. I always enjoy what one of the good brothers at, at church says, you're useful, not necessary. God doesn't need me. God can use me. I'm not needed. And I think some people get into that mindset. And, and among the body of Christ, this happens where they they think of themselves more highly than they ought to think of themselves as as the bible says here but the thing is so narcissism and arrogance runs contrary to the way god wants things to be run especially amongst believers and we find that in verse 10 be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another so that's putting someone else, someone else above you. That's saying, nah, he got it. I'm nothing. That runs contrary to what we want to do, because what we want is we want everything centered around us. We want to be the center focus. We want to be the center of attention. We want to be the, the one that's called upon, the one that's, oh, yeah, he has the answer. Oh, yeah, he has the preeminence. And what the Bible is showing, especially amongst the body, is that's not how it's supposed to be. We're, st we're supposed to prefer others over ourselves. Running contrary to narcissism and arrogance. You see, in doing that, and this is just me thinking out loud, I'm not, I'm not you know, stating this dogmatically. I'm saying to myself what I notice in doing that. What it allows is I am definitely willing to admit I'm wrong. I am definitely willing to repent and say, oh, yeah, that's my fault. I did that. That's on me. And as I said, narcissism and arrogance run contrary to repentance. I want to look at something in the book of Isaiah chapter 13 and verse 11. So before, before I read verse 11, just for context, I'm going to go to verse one of this chapter and the burden of Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amos did see God used Babylon to show many things in the Bible. And what I'm, what I'm realizing is if you look through your Bible, if you read through your old Testament, you begin to see how God deals with individuals, how God deals with people groups and how God deals with nations. And in dealing with both Israel and other nations, the Babylonians, the Medes, um, um, uh, the Greeks, the Romans, you see how God deals with nations. But one thing we see here we'll find in verse 11, the Bible says, I will punish the world for their evil. Now, you got to remember at this time, Babylon had conquered the known world, right? So, 
So everything is pretty much under Babylonian rule. So now let's read that again. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. And I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. That word haughty means proud and disdainful, having a high opinion of oneself um, with some contempt for others, lofty, arrogant, supercilious. That made me think of, I'm going to go back to a verse um, in, the, in the book of Isaiah, but before I go there, that made me think of something. That made me think of Proverbs 16 and verse 18. And the Bible says, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. It's normally how it plays out, and it, this happens a lot. You'll see people who are very high-minded, proud, arrogant. I'm not saying it happens in every instant, but I've seen this happen more often than not. When those people fall, boy, is it a fall? And it normally comes at the peak of their pride. In uh, verse 17 of uh, Isaiah 13, the Bible says, Behold, I will stir up the meads against them, which shall not regard silver. And, um, and as for gold, they shall not delight in it. God allowed the meads to come in and pretty much do some damage. Uh, in verse 18, it says their bowls also shall dash the young men to pieces and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes shall not spare children and Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, uh, the beauty of the Chaldees excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. But we see the reasoning for all of this. In verse um, 13, uh, where's that? Uh, not verse 13, verse 11. I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for, uh, for their iniquity. And I will cause uh, the arrogancy of the proud to cease. And I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I love my country. I'm an American citizen. I love my country. I believe this is one of the greatest nations on the planet, but I am I am not arrogant in thinking that America is this benevolent country and everything about America is perfect. And I think the what we what we see especially here is when nations get to the point where they think that they are just God's gift to the planet and then their arrogancy and in their high mindedness, they just go full force into wickedness, thinking that they could never fall. That's when destruction comes. And so I don't I don't want what I don't want as a nation is I don't want us to get to the point where we think that we're so great that we're beyond the fall and beyond destruction. God could easily wipe the United States off the map very quickly. But one, the one thing we see um, in verse 11 is we see the same thing 
um, that God dealt with in individuals in a nation, in a, in a people group, haughtiness, narcissism, right? Now think about that, Nar narcissism as a country. So no matter what we do, it's always somebody else's fault and we can never admit, yeah, we, we dropped the ball here. We need to fix this. And I think for the, for the most part, America does have a problem with that. Now, like I said, I love my country. I love America. I think this is the greatest nation on earth, but I'm not, I'm not so foolish that I don't see where we have done things that need correction, that we need to step back and say, yeah, that's our fault. We messed up here and we need to correct that. When, when any person, any people group gets to the point of, of narcissism where, where, where the people group or the person or the nation believes that they're the center of the universe and everything revolves around them, destruction is soon to come. We are useful, but not necessary. If you go back to the book of first Samuel where we were in chapter two, let me get back to it. First Samuel chapter two, we see in verse two uh, that there is no amount of self-righteousness that will place you with God's holiness. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is no one beside thee. And what I've found in my life in instances where I was narcissistic and arrogant and in instances dealing with others who were narcissistic and arrogant, they really believe that they can do no wrong because no matter what you say, no matter what you bring up, no matter how you address the issue, it was never them. Huge problem. Very huge problem. And verse three, we see that no matter how lifted up you are in your own mind, you are not it. Talk no more so exceedingly proud. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by him, actions are weighed. That reminds me of a verse I quote very often, Jeremiah 17. Um, I believe it's verse 17. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And then the next verse, I can't remember the exact quotation, but it says something like, I, the Lord, try the hearts. Let me see. I'm going to go to it. I didn't. I didn't. This is one of those verses I didn't intend on going to, but I want to get there so I don't I don't mess up the quote. Um, That's not it. Let's see. Okay, yeah, so it's Isaiah 17 and verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. There's a lot of people who have this narcissistic mentality and they, they really believe that nothing they do is wrong. You can believe that all you want. God knows the heart. 
You know, they normally these people, they know what it is. Every time I was arrogant, every time I had a narcissistic attitude, like I just knew I was right in my heart. I knew, nah, nah, I'm wrong for this one. I need to repent. That narcissism really prevents that. There is I'm going to leave with this or end off with this. Narcissism, arrogance, in my opinion, I'm not going to say this dogmatically. So this is not a dogmatic statement. It's just my opinion. In my opinion, that is one of the greatest things which keeps people from getting saved. In the book of Philippians, chapter two, verse nine, the Bible says, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and given him a name which is above every name that word exalted mean means raised to a lofty high elevated um honored with office or rank extolled magnified refined dignified sublime in the book of colossians chapter 1 verse 12 and 6 verse 12 through 16 giving thanks unto the father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the same in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even forgiveness of sins who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him, listen to this, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, for all things were created by him and for him. The world does not revolve around you the world does not revolve around your country you are not without wrong no country no people group no nation is without wrong and when we get into that narcissistic arrogant mentality where we just think we're it whether we think our people group is it whether we think our nationality is it whether we think our country is it look That's not it. You know what's supposed to be exalted? Christ. That's what's supposed to be exalted. And especially the believer, the position we should have is preferring others above ourselves. Now, that's that's not to say that 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 you that you go out and you're self-deprecating. That's not the sense. But the sense is it's not all about me. I am not the center of the universe. The world does not revolve around me. The world does not revolve around my thoughts. This is all for God, by God, period. The Lord Jesus Christ is to be exalted. The holy God of heaven and earth is to be exalted. We are to be put low. When you get to the point where where you start exhibiting some of that arrogance and some of that narcissism, 
it's time to go to God and get a checkup because I'm, I can only speak for myself. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, make a blanket statement to speak for everybody, but I know at the moments where I've had that narcissistic, arrogant attitude, it wasn't too far removed from that where some problems came. God humbled me really quick. It's not about you. It's not about you at all. It is about the Lord Jesus Christ. He is to be exalted, magnified. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.